The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 215. I'm currently struggling with COVID today uh, for the past five days in fact. So um, yeah, if you can uh, hear a creaky frog in my throat um, and I'm struggling a little bit uh, because of that then uh, my apologies. Um, But yeah, I will do my best to get through today. It's a really uh, important one today uh, that I'm going to be talking about. So please bear with me. Um, Now, if you are struggling with OCD uh, or anxiety, then you can get a free session with me to get that. All you need to do is to head over to my website, uh, robertjamescoaching.com. There you can book that free session directly, or if you prefer, you can send me a message and let me know about what you're struggling with. In today's podcast, um, I'm going to be talking uh, about this interesting title, which is um, um, why good things are not always good and bad things are not always bad. Um, And when it comes to OCD, this is a really interesting area because so often we think that, you know, trying to to get rid of uncertainty, for example, is a good thing. Um, You know, trying to, to, to not have anxiety is a good thing or you know trying to uh, uh, whenever you kind of come across a bad thing um, you know actually recognizing that some bad things can actually be helpful things Um, you know and and really kind of learning how to lean into the opposites of of some of these things Um, there's so much contradiction involved in in OCD and actually when we learn how to embrace that contradiction things really do start to improve so there we go guys today's episode is all about that if you would like to support the podcast in some small way I now have Patreon and uh, there's different tiers in return uh, I I give uh, extra podcast episodes amongst other things so if you're interested in that you can sign up for the Patreon by following uh, the link in the show notes um, so many thanks guys if you have any questions at all about anything today uh, do please feel free to, to let me know and I hope you enjoy something that I've really kind of realized through my own struggles with OCD is actually sometimes we we really do need the opposite of what we think we need So often what we think we need in order to to get over OCD is we, you know, we feel like we have to get rid of the anxiety and then we'll be better or we need to get rid of the uncertainty or we need to figure out the problem. We need to get to the bottom of the OCD and then we will be okay and we'll be able to get on with our lives. Um, But we know what tends to happen when we start doing that and that is that we get caught up in this, you know, this cycle of OCD where we're just going round in circles and you know ultimately nothing gets better only it only gets worse when we're playing that kind of game 
Um, and so actually recognizing, um, you know, that there's some some real truth to the fact that actually not everything that we, we sometimes think is good is good, um, you know, and not everything that we think is bad is actually bad. Um, of course, <laughs> good things can sometimes be good and bad things are definitely sometimes bad. But it's not always the case. And sometimes, you know, we need to be able to lean into the discomfort that that difficult or perceived bad things actually create because we can learn a lot from that. Now, I wanted to start off uh, with a slightly confusing quote uh, because, um, you know, it it kind of feels like it's um, in line with what we're talking about today. Uh, Here's the quote. And... It's by James Dashner. Sometimes they do things to make me do the opposite of what they think, I think, they think, I'm going to do. (laughs) Um, Now, I share this quote because it is confusing. It's, um, you know, what I'm talking about today. It's frustrating and a little bit confusing. Um, And, you know, there are opposites involved here. When we, do, when we really recognize that although it is a it may feel like a good pursuit um, to to actually try to eradicate your anxiety or to eradicate uncertainty, that can feel like a positive thing to do like you know and when we start out with OCD before we've learned anything about it at all, you know that's why so many of us get caught up in that trap of trying to figure it out and trying to you know, eliminate all of these things that don't make us feel good because obviously it feels like the right thing to do. Um, You know, but when you begin to learn about it more deeply and, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know, you'll already be familiar with uh, a fair bit of what I'm talking about uh, today. You know, that really we do have to learn to to recognize that the the opposite here is also true at times and that is that one of the main tricks that OCD really likes to employ is is trying to convince us that you know we need to be experiencing these good things all the time um and that, that we shouldn't be experiencing negative or bad things uh, because they're just bad and and it's very simple um, of course, it's not simple at all. And actually, a lot of those good things that we're experiencing can actually uh, lead us down the wrong kind of path. You know, it's it's kind of, I quite I think this analogy is quite helpful of, um, you know, a lot of modern day uh, food is, is so, so unhealthy. However, um, you know, it does, it does taste amazing. Um, you know, these, these uh, companies are masters at balancing the different flavors the different salts and fats and sugars um you know that that get us really um addicted to to different types of foods and of course in the moment when we're eating it it feels really good um you know and and we we want to eat more of it um but unfortunately we 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 also know at the same time that you know a lot of these foods are really obviously not good for us at all so despite the fact that there's a sense that on one level this is a good thing very clearly on another level we're also aware that it's sabotaging us that it's not helping us at all uh, that it's holding us back from our goals from our dreams and things that we want to achieve um 
And, you know, this is uh, a helpful analogy because really we're doing the same thing as you, as, uh, you know, all of us can do sometimes with food. You know, when we, if we're being a bit too indulgent and we're, you know, we're, we're not looking after ourselves and we're eating the wrong foods, then, you know, what tends to happen is, uh, you know, we tend to kind of feel a bit worse. You know, maybe, maybe it's a bit harder to manage the, the OCD and anxiety when we're, we're eating the wrong foods. Um, and the same thing can happen if we're just always focused on wanting good feelings and good emotions and, you know, not wanting to have any of the challenging or difficult ones. Um, it's something that can hold us back, Ian. If we're never wanting to have uncertainty, if we always want to have that sense of certainty and we're constantly looking for it and, uh, you know, trying to uncover it, then we're going to be very, very anxious. We're going to struggle because we're never going to quite find it. We're never going to be satisfied. Um, you know, the same thing goes with, you know, wanting to feel a certain uh, emotional state. If you always want to feel happy, for example, that's something you're going to be chasing all the time and you're going to make it very difficult for yourself because, you know, happiness isn't like that. It's not something that you can just hold on to and grab it and say now I've got it it's mine and you can't take it you can't take it away from me of course when we do that unfortunately what we're going to do is we're going to keep on missing it um you know happiness and uh, other emotional states are things that arise obviously when we focus our attention on the good on on you know our values and taking uh, courageous action and doing positive things then it's more likely that more positive emotional states are going to arise on a more regular basis but you know we're still going to have moments that are challenging difficult things are still going to to come up and you know if we try to determine that we're always going to be like this or that um, you know then we don't allow um, other things to come up and you know that can be problematic we can actually end up you know, putting ourselves, um, rather than putting ourselves in this happy state all the time, we end up in an even more anxious state. Because we're not going with the flow, we're not going with the natural way of how things are. Um, you know, we're demanding that we be constantly happy, um, you know, which in the end often ends up with us not being happy at all. You know, and, and actually when we can just learn to let things be a little bit and to to just be more in the present, to be more accepting of, of things as they come, um, that, that can really help us. And so this idea that that, you know, the good the good things are are not always good is a really important concept to, to keep in mind. Try to reflect um on yourself and your your own situation. How does this play out in your life? When are you focusing on, you know, trying to to create good that actually isn't all that good? Um, when is that search for the good actually holding you back and blocking you from, from the good? Is it to do with certainty? Is it to do with um, anxiety? Is it to do with avoidance of certain things that make you feel uncomfortable? really try to reflect on on that and how that plays out in your life because it's a really important area in understanding yourself anxiety OCD all of these kinds of things um, and then the other one is obviously you know that that bad things are not always bad 
Now, of course, some things are objectively bad um, and they can be very difficult to deal with. But what I'm talking about here more, more specifically is obviously in relation to OCD. And so I'm talking about more emotional states, for example, that, that come up. Um, now, if you're experiencing a very difficult uh, state of anxiety and you know you're you're not sure how to deal with it you are feeling very very emotional very afraid perhaps very upset you're fighting with those emotions um you know it can be quite confusing um to really know what i'm talking about here um you may even kind of feel a bit uh, annoyed or frustrated um you know what is there good about these bad emotions Perhaps it's that uh, intense feeling of anxiety in the pit of your stomach that you really don't want to be feeling. Perhaps it's that sensory motor issue that won't quite go away. Um, you know, perhaps it's that infuriating trigger that popped up out of nowhere, which appears to be about to completely ruin your day. Um, you know, these things, um, although they may seem extremely bad in the moment, Perhaps there's something more to them. Perhaps if we can actually learn to, uh, when we're experiencing these difficult moments, rather than to be fighting with them and to, to push them away, um, you know, to get annoyed with them, to get upset, which is obviously the, 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 the kind of thing that we all habitually do, um, you know, which is part of the OCD cycle, we start to perform compulsions in order to kind of get rid of those things, um, which is completely understandable. Um, what I'm talking about here then is to try to do something a bit different when these things come up, which obviously isn't easy. I'm definitely not saying that it's something that's that is simple to do, but it's something that you can, you can develop. And that is when you begin to experience those difficult emotions or sensations or experiences or triggers, um, see if you can take a bit of time out. Ideally, remove yourself from uh, the situation you're in for a moment or two. Um, if you can, if you can't and you're with people, um, you know, fair enough. But see if you can actually, rather than put, um, trying to tune out from all of this stuff, and the ways in which we try to tune out from this stuff is to, you know, to start thinking about it, to ruminate about it, to push it away to get lost in overthinking, overanalyzing, all of this stuff that is really just you getting stuck in your head. You know, all of this is really about not wanting to feel what you're experiencing. So just see if you can actually just do something a little bit different here. What I like to do with this, this kind of thing is actually try to surf the feeling. So by that, I mean... Rather than pushing that feeling away, see if you can stay with that feeling. See if you can explore that feeling um, and just stay with it. It's, it may be a really obvious feeling. It may be just incredible anxiety. Uh, it may be a more subtle feeling, um, you know, a, a real pain in the stomach or tightness in the chest. Whatever it is, just see if you can stay with it. Now, obviously, if it's too much, um, maybe you need to, you know, go and speak with somebody or you need to uh, do some deep breathing or something. But see if you can 
if you can, if it's manageable, just try to stay with that feeling. Try to explore that feeling. Um, don't get lost in that feeling though. So when we start to get lost in it is when we start to ruminate on it again. We start to think about it and we start to uh, get annoyed about it and frustrated that it's there. The idea of this activity is simply to just try to stay uh, aware. Just be with it, explore it, try to become curious about it and ride it out. Because at some point, if we just do this and we just wait long enough, that feeling is going to change. It's not going to stay the same. So often we're worried that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be there forever. There's this kind of all or nothing idea with it. Um, but it's not going to be there forever. And it actually, you know, it needs to be listened to. That's what it's asking for. And if you can find a way to listen to it, and it may be alien to you, it may be very difficult to understand how to do this. Um, you know, it certainly was for me at the beginning. But the only way you can develop that ability is just by practicing. Just by doing your very best to learn, to allow it to be, to try to explore it, and just to feel it. When you begin to do this, you may notice that things do begin to change a very subtle amount, or even sometimes uh, a very great amount. And, you know, everybody's different with this kind of thing. So, sometimes people uh, practice this and they notice straight away a reduction in their anxiety. Um, you know, or you may learn something about it that perhaps, you know, you, you really weren't expecting. When we listen to these difficult emotions, they really do have something interesting to tell us. And that's really what we're up to here is just, you know, learning that, you know, we don't have to push this away through getting stuck in our head, through doing those old coping mechanisms that weren't helping us. Um, see if you can practice doing something different by tuning into what you're feeling and just waiting, surfing the feeling. And at some point, it will begin to change. So there we go, guys. That is it for today. I think my throat just about held up. <laughs> um, uh, if you have any questions at all about anything that I've spoken about today, do please let me know. And see you next time. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session and now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer any information that you view on my website instagram page facebook group or anywhere else online or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.